Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast, where we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. This is Grace Point Daily with Greg and Kelly. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Greg? I'm doing just fine. (laughs) Doing just fine. We like to extend our warm greetings to our listeners all throughout the world. Yes. And one thing I'll say, I hope they're having better weather than we are. (laughs) You know, I love fall. It's all about perspective. It is. I love fall. It's like apple pie and chili and all that and hay rides and all that kind of fun stuff. And death. (laughs) (laughs) Everything dies. Goes dormant. It's like a break from the heat. But what I don't like is all the rain that comes with it, that cold, nasty rain, because then you know what's coming after that. Mm. Mm. We don't really know what's coming after that. No, because we're new here. Right, right. We're hoping for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on today's program, we have a very special guest. He's a longtime friend of ours. His name is Pastor Jacob Whitaker, and he is the youth pastor for Michiana Christian Embassy located in Niles, Michigan. Pastor Jacob, how are you? Hey, hey, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. It's good to be on with y'all. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You know, I have to repent because I've been kind of in prayer over our podcast session thinking, man, I'd really like to get a special guest on, and you're actually our first one. (laughs) And and, and you know what? And the Lord told me, Pastor Jacob Whitaker, and like a month ago, and I'm like, okay, okay, that sounds good. That sounds real good. But I got to say, I listen, so I'm a listener. The, on the yeah. website, MichiganaChristianEmbassy.com, you can go to the sermons tab there. There's all the sermons. I listened to your October 13th message. Come on. And <laughs> I thought, oh my goodness, I have got to get him on. Yes, thank wow. you, Jacob. You got yes. really excited again, and that was that was that's, important. Wow. No, that's, that, that's so cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, tell us and, and the rest of the world, who is Pastor Jacob Whitaker? Yeah, uh, so yeah, Jake Whitaker, like he's like he's saying, um, grew up here in Niles basically my entire life. Um, I am currently married to my wife Lee Ellen, Yay. and we have a 19 month old daughter Felicity Joe. Oh, she's adorable. Yes, goodness, yeah, she is just the blessing of our lives. But but they are both originally and both born in Texas. So I've got two Texas girls in my in my my Uh-oh. niece. Oh. All right. That, that's a whole different level of uh, love and joy. It itself. is, and we were just talking about the weather, so I'm sure she's enjoying yeah. Niles, Michigan. Oh, yeah, we we and we've been here about a year and a half now, so this is going to be your second winter, oh. my wife, and uh, she's she's still holding on for dear life. So. Well, praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it snows but, always prettier in a picture. It is. Wow. That's true. That is true. Yeah, once once you get about a couple days worth, you're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, now it's time to. Okay, that was really nice. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so Pastor Jacob, you were raised in a Christian home. Your dad is Pastor Jeff, who's our pastor, and I still consider him my pastor. Yeah. And yes. what can you just kind of tell us, maybe a little bit about your life and what it was like being raised in a Christian home uh, with with a father as, as a as a pastor? What was that like? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is an experience. I think it's, uh, an experience only meant for, uh, <laughs> a choice few, if, <laughs> if I could say it that way, sure. um, you wouldn't want the rest of the world to suffer the way SPK suffered. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But, um, you know, from the very start, it's a, it's a whole, it becomes part of like your identity as uh, just as a human being of like having that, spiritual authority not just as a pastor but as your as your earthly father and um 
And yeah, we, I would say it this way, that the church was our first home and then our house was our second home. We spent usually more time at the church, you know, volunteering and, and, and serving and doing different things at the church more than we actually did at, did at home, you know, slept at home and lived at church. So, yeah. Yeah. um, the, one of the biggest things, I mean, looking back, you know, I'm, I'm 25. Um, so having a couple of years to just kind of revisit, you know, early childhood memories and things like that was the dynamic of the feeling of expectations that was, that was placed on, on me and my siblings as a pastor's kid. You know, you always have that expectation of, well, you know, you're the pastor's kid. So, you, you know, you, you don't cuss, you don't right. do this, you're, right. you're held to a higher, you know, you're held more to a, a, past, a pastor's kid standard than actually like a biblical standard, if I can put it that way. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. I see that a lot so, here. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's 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 crazy. Well, one, um, one of the things I remember that your dad saying one time in the message a long time ago was that we as Christians and leaders have to have an outreach almost for church kids, kids that are raised right. in, yeah. in a Christian home, because I think a lot of times they ride kind of on the coattails of their parents. It's true, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and, yeah. and and what we're we're really trying to drive home is no, they need to have their own personal Identity. relationship with the Lord. Did you ever go through a time where you maybe kind of fell away and came back, or had to kind of discover the Lord on your own? Very, very much so. Um, every time I go to share this part of my life, I just I always reflect on like how hard a lot. You know, there's always somebody that's that struggled harder than you, or you know what I'm saying, yep. going through more mm-hmm. hardships than you, but. Um, you know, don't get me wrong when I talk about the, the burden or whatever of being a pastor's kid. It, we, you know, being able to live a life, you know, underneath a pastor is, is incredible, um, the opportunities and things. But there was a time, it was about sixth grade when I, when I realized this thing called free will that, you know, my, my dad, you know, he wasn't God to me. You know, I could actually choose to do yeah. the opposite of what he's telling me to do. Um, and unfortunately, I was actually just reading in James this morning where it talks about how, um, like temptation, when you open the door to it, um, you, you, get, you kind of can get carried away in it. You open the door to it and, and it, you start, you know, giving into your own, you know, temptations, your own lusts. And, it, you know, it, it's conceived and then it gives birth to sin and then ultimately death. So I started a, a journey towards death uh, in about it was about 50 grades, about 11, 12 years old. Um, and unfortunately, I opened a lot of doors. A lot of doors were opened for me, but I chose to go through them. Um with a lot of sexual addiction, um, a lot of sexually abusive relationships, actually, um, which which opened the door even to go deeper into into some drug abuse um, and a lot of things, which was crazy because I was, I was very young, um, but I was a pastor's kid, so I I, I learned to be very secretive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So right. I was, and I'm sure even even for y'all to hear this is kind of crazy to hear that you know that that sweet pastor's kid back in the day yeah. uh, behind closed doors was 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 broken was very much broken. Uh, very much confused as who my identity was as as a as a man as a boy um, as a son just all these kind of things and uh, there was a time about five years um, of there was a lot of just just bondage sexually whether it was pornography again whether whether it was abusive relationships or whether I was the abuser or the abusee um, if that's the proper word for it sure, um, sure. The, the the drug use and everything like that. Um, and, and ultimately, I mean, if you want me to push into, to come out of it, that was about a five year period 
um, of just very, very, uh, dark, dark days, you know? Right. And, and the whole, the whole time though, is like knowing, knowing that God is real, you know, knowing that he is very, very real. I believe I gave my heart to Jesus at a very early age. And so here's, here's a very confused young man who, who knows what he's doing is wrong, but it's, but I'm choosing to walk in it. And I right. felt, I felt very stuck. I felt very, you know, and I had so much shame, you know, I couldn't go to my dad, you yeah. know, I couldn't go. I was scared to actually talk to my dad more than I was to talk to God about it. Oh, I was um, scared to talk to your dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine you were scared. So, so yeah, very, very dark days, but, but yeah. Do you think you suffered like too? Um, I think I see it here just watching Aaron as we step into, you know, our roles as, as, you know, becoming pastors, he's 12. And so is that kind of same kind of thing where you realize you have free will and you don't have to yeah. do it's re, like almost rebellion that rises up mm-hmm. too. you yeah. know, there's such an expectation that's put on, you know, pastors, kids, and people don't even realize they're doing it. You know, True. you just, yeah. you kind of just, and it's kind of the same thing with pastors, you know, you almost have to take a step back and think, wow, you know, they really do have a higher expectation put on them. I mean, how do you carry that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're asking me how I carry it, right? Yeah, how do you carry that? I mean, you know, um, even now, you know, you're at his church and no, you yeah. have this expectation, you know? I'm always brought back to the to the reality of that that his yoke is easy. There you know, you his yoke is light. Yeah. And that and that, you know, whether it's whether it's responsibility coming from him, whether it's it's um I think the right word, um the, the relationship with him and what we're doing for him, he will always give you the strength to accomplish it. Amen. That's good. And so those expectations, you know, like men, men are always going to have expectations, you know, it, how long your hair is, how short your hair is, <laughs> what kind of clothes you wear, you know, what right. kind of music you listen to. And the more that I've learned to align myself with the standards of the father and that it's not something I strive for, something that's going to stress me out, that's going to kill me to get to. That, you know, again, going back to my, like an identity as a son of God, that when those expectations of man come, you can discern between the ones that are going to get you closer to Jesus and the ones that he's given you to accomplish, you know, the missions or the callings or whatever that you, you learn to, I mean, you can filter it through, um, or you, you are ministering, you are walking from a place of humility and, and an easy yoke to where when those expectations are put on, you're like, Hey, you know, I, I know what Jesus is saying for me to do, you know, and saying, oh, right. it is what Scripture says, what I'm supposed to carry and what I'm not supposed to carry. So, so how did you, to- how did you get there? How, what, what was your aha moment? Yeah. I was just going to ask yeah. that. What, what trans transpired in your life that was like, made you realize, oh my goodness, you know, it's- Actually, it was, it was my, uh, my junior year of high school, um, we we had me and my best friend, my best friend to this day. I mean, I'll name drop him. You know, Dylan. Yes. Yep. Um, shout out to my brother. You yeah. know, cl- Dylan Jankoviak. Dylan Jankov. <laughs> yeah. Um, him and I were uh, we're just doing some recreational drug use, and um, and we had a, a moment, a supernatural moment, where and I, I, I mean, I could talk about this for two hours, but long story short, it was that moment where. All we were doing was just doing, we're just doing some drugs, hanging out, trying to have fun. And all of a sudden, boom, I went into the fetal position. I passed out and I just began to scream out to God because my, I lost my vision. I lost my sight. Um, everything was spinning, everything's swirling. And I look up and I saw myself standing at the window, looking out the window where we had just come from, where we were, we were riding our bikes up from buying the drugs. And God was literally just like 
look at where your life has gotten to. Wow. Wow. Because this is where you have led yourself to this. These are, you know, from going through those doors, going, giving into temptation, you know, know, being so broken over your sin, but not repenting from it and changing and allowing to change you. And um, it was that moment where literally I called out to God and for the first time in my life, it felt as if he was not there and it was all over and everything like that. So it was, it was a very scary moment, but I don't, I'm not, I don't use that as the defining moment. That was kind of like wake up call, kind of get the, the, the smack in the back of the head saying, come on, come on, son. What like, are you I've doing? Got, yeah. What are you doing? About six months later, uh, reality ministries rolled through town. <sighs> Heaven's gates uh, and hell's flames. Heaven's gates and hell's flames. I, you know, I think you guys were in that one. Yes. That was 2011. Oh my, I'm, oh. I'm just getting, it, it makes me emotional. But in that uh, ministry, I finally, uh, we, were, we were doing a skit where I represented a, a young believer that got shot in a school shooting and I got to go to heaven. And immediately the Lord convicted me and said, are you this, this person who loves me, who has a relationship with me so much that you would lay your life down for me? And that was the moment where I said, Jesus, I know I've prayed this prayer a million times, but right now I come to the end of myself. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the drugs. I'm done with the addiction. I'm done with this. Just come and fill my life. Wow. And in that moment, when I, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit coming into my life, that that was the, that was the defining moment. I said yes to Jesus, even though I had said yes so many times. I believed it in faith, and I received him, and he filled me with his spirit, and my life has never been the same since that day. Wow. That's a relationship that you had. Yeah. Exactly. And and the the empowerment to walk this life in in an authority, in in, in a strong identity as a son. Um, And that was – I mean that was – that was 2011. So we're talking about several years ago. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That brought me to that place of saying, okay, there's there's more there's more to this intimacy with Jesus. There's more to this relationship, you know. And and it went from what do I have to do, you know, my works, my striving, to faith and Holy Spirit. That's why I love when you man when you're talking about. I listen to that sermon here and this and that, and the Lord speaking to me. I love Holy Spirit stuff, bro. He just he moves in so Amen. so many ways. He speaks to us wow. beyond what we expect Him to. He moves in our lives, and, and he, he takes this young kid who. Oh I mean, God. you're in the, you're actually a part of Heaven's Gapes and Hell's Flames. You're, you're, an, you're acting it out. Yeah. You're not just somebody watching it, yeah. which is so exactly. awesome. You know, God will get you no That's matter right. where you are or what oh, you're amazing. doing. And I, I don't know if you remember this, Pastor Jacob, but I think it was the first year that we had Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames at the high school. You may have been too young to remember this, but there was a girl who was from, I think she was from another church who was in the cast. Yeah. And we okay. were praying, 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 you know, it's several days long. And I think like on the, on the, oh, the last day we were going to have it, she came forward and said, I accepted Christ as my savior. She wow. wasn't even saved and, and, she, but she was yeah. in the cast and amazing. it's amazing <laughs> the, the testimonies that come from heaven's gates and hell's flames. Yeah. I, I love that program. <laughs> love that program. So many levels, so many dynamics. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's beautiful. It is. It's amazing. Well, I'll say, uh, listening to your sermon, and I would, and I'm just going to put this out there. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. We're talking with Pastor Jacob Whitaker, youth pastor of Michiana Christian Embassy, located in Niles, Michigan. This, his October 13th sermon. If you go onto the website, MichianaChristianEmbassy.com, click on the t- the drop down menu, and the, there's a sermons tab there. The October 13th message just it changed. Me, because, and I even wrote this down, listen to this, at 35 minutes and three seconds, 
I'm never going to forget this. At 35 minutes and three seconds into your message, you said it's time. Those were the two words that I heard you say that were like, that just, they infused my my brain and got into my soul. When you said it's time, I thought, oh my goodness. And then you went on to talk about praying and fasting and are you ready to receive what God is going to do? In, yeah. in your life, because I'll say from from me, a personal testimony, since we've moved here and in, in, into our calling now, I've kind of struggled with identity a little bit. You know, it's like, mm. man, I'm in this new place and, and there's an expectation now and I've got this pastor title in front of my name and I'm, oh, my gosh, oh, oh help me, Jesus. And and, yeah. and and you start to kind of question everything that's going on and, and you almost lose track of things. And then and I listen to this. And when you said it's time, God just like, man, he just put the stamp on it. You know, it was Wow. It was crazy about what happened. That's why I wrote down the, t- the time. I know that's kind of silly, but if I ever get discouraged, I'm going to go back and listen to that again. At 35 wow. minutes and three seconds, he said, it's time, wow. you know. So what would you say? Here's my next question for you. Yes. What would you say? And I'm sure there are people listening who have were maybe raised in a Christian home who have walked away from the faith. Maybe they are they are a pastor's child who have seen their their father or mother go through several hurts in the church and everything and say, you know what, when I grow up and I can move out, I'm not going to have anything to do with ministry. I am out of here. Right. What would you say to that person? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know it's kind of a... Well, and I know Aaron has said that, you know, just we've only been here a little while, but like you said, yeah. your second home yeah. is your home. And you're yeah. at the church all the time. And so you get, you just, you, it's more about, I think it, it is, it's more about just doing the, doing the duties and not yeah. about the relationship at all. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I, I said it to someone, to someone recently because they're, they're kind of struggling with, you know, I, I pray and nothing happens. I go to church and nothing happens. I go to church. I'm, gonna, I'm ignored by people, all these kind of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I said, nobody will love you like Jesus loves you. That's good. Nobody will speak to you like Jesus speaks to you. Nobody will pursue you. So like I just, just that dynamic of like his thoughts of you outnumber the amount of sand that's on this earth. Right. You know, the, the, the thoughts of hope, the thought, the thoughts of a future that he has for you. And that's why I say, I said, I view God through my father and I, I hated authority and that caused me to hate, the position of pastor, the position of the church, that it was always something that was trying to control me to put, you know, law on yeah, me. Yeah, that's good. And it was the revelation of how much God actively pursues us. If we just get to his work before, you know, before we even go to a man, you know, a man I, I tell the, the youth all the time, go into his word, spend time talking to God. And I promise you, he will talk to you back because he is always pursuing you, always loving you. And, 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 it, and it out, it doesn't even, you can't even compare the amount of love that he has for you. So whether it's been uh, your, your father as a pastor, that's, that's hurt you in a way, you know, yeah. even though I I don't think my dad ever directly intended to hurt me, but it's how I responded. Right. It's how, yeah, you it's know, how you re- I, yeah, right. it's perspective. Whether it's a church uh, the religious structure of a church, whatever it is, I just encourage you, you cannot give up on God. God is not the variable here. Man is the variable. That's God, good. God is eternal. God does not change. His ideas of you do, do not change. His plan for you does not change. He loves you much. So do not give up on God 
because men have failed you. Yeah. Pursue the heart of the Father. And I, I, I just I can't stress enough how much blessings there are, how much intimacy there is, and how much freedom. My God, the chains that will fall off your life. Yeah. The people you will be able to love that you never thought you would yeah. love. The people that you're able to be with that you never thought you'd be with. And it all comes out of that intimacy with our Heavenly Father. That's Jesus. good. Praise the Lord for the prodigal, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes it's right. never too late. It's never, never too late. Well, tell us a little bit about what's going on up in Niles in the uh, Michiana Christian Embassy Youth. Yeah, my goodness. Um, you know, I, I don't believe church is all about numbers, but numbers, I believe, can be a fruit of the moving of the Spirit. And we, I tell you what, since we, you know, we've just been kind of cultivating the atmosphere that God's been challenging us to. And that's, I think, I, I believe I touch on that in that sermon, but it's that thing about cultivating an atmosphere of brotherly love, of, you know, this this isn't just meant to be, uh, you know, within these four walls and this designated time of, right. you know, me being a youth pastor and these kids being, you know, it's about relationship. You look, you read through all throughout the book of Acts about the, the early church and the establishment of the early church, and it, it, it's breaking bread. It's it's being together one another. It's loving each other. It's carrying each other's burdens, all these kind of things. And so we um, that's what the Lord put on my wife and uh, my heart when we first moved here about a year and a half ago. Um, and it's just about following him, what he's teaching. And 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 when that – I believe that phrase, it it's time – comes to where it's like when you were just when you were just cultivating that atmosphere cultivating that 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 culture of just openness to god um obedience to him um you know freedom all those beautiful things that jesus has for us he will say it's time and that's when we believe and that was just a couple of weeks ago um where we had a beautiful time where um where it was it was designated to praying about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and 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 you know me I'm pretty passionate about the about the gifts and what yeah. what God you know God has for us and that was the first sermon I wanted to preach when I moved here but God said God will he says if you teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit it will happen right but if you if you wait on me and you are following along with my time and my my timing and all that kind of things you will see me the the outpouring more than what you you know your time like his timing is better than our time yes That's about, and so we, we cultivated that atmosphere of just love and, you know, and not just safety, but just this place where the kids can come. And that's where we we went from about nine kids to 28 kids now. Wow. Um, wow. Just, we've seen kids come. Kids are bringing friends. And it's it's not out of the, hey, now bring your friends to church. You know, that's the right, right, right. thing. It is just an authentic atmosphere of love and Jesus. And when and I tell you the the biggest thing that the next the younger generation is hungry for it's authenticity. It's yes. not it's not just church functions. It's not just you know fall harvest fest. It's not just big concerts or crazy things. They are looking for the authentic. And I tell you what, nobody's more authentic than Jesus. Right. So the more we become like the original standard that Jesus sets as his life the more you will see in how attractive church becomes, not just because of the lights and because of the this and we play dodgeball every week, you know, right. it's the authenticity. And so we are cultivating that just by being an example, by living like Jesus. And God said it is time. And just a couple of weeks ago, revival broke out in our youth group where we spent over an hour and a half praying together, prophesying the gifts of the spirit. Kids were just falling down wow. under the power of God for over an hour and a half. That is, that's amazing. Kids were being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Kids were receiving their callings in life. And I tell you what, and, and, and that wasn't just a freak strike of lightning. It has just continued on. And these kids are hungry. And we just, we say, Lord, 
keep our hands off of this. We just want you to move. You know, we, you know, we don't want to sign our, our names on it. Say, Lord, keep moving. And, and the biggest prayer in my wife and I's heart now is Lord, help us to facilitate this beautiful move of the spirit. And, and we're just, we are just amped up and we're, you know, we, uh, Shout out to Youth for the Nations down in Dallas, Texas. It's, it takes place at Christ for the Nations, my alma mater where I graduated from. But, yeah. but they are that played a huge part in just cultivating a hunger in these kids for for the supernatural, for the for the for the relationship and intimacy with Jesus. And and that's what it's about. It's just about intimacy, getting close to the Father, learning His heart, putting on you know His nature. And I just tell you, we we just we love to see these kids grow and. And like I said, we, you know, we can't take any credit as pastors, as mentors, whatever we are to them. It's just, it's like, Holy Spirit, have your way and, and you'll see him work and do crazy things. So. Wow. That's amazing. I think it's It's, really good too. You know, there's so many kids. What what I've noticed um, is a lot of the youth are struggling with our identity, you know, like who they are, not just, and it's, and it's a total, it's a totally different level than it ever was. You know, when you yeah. were younger or especially when I was younger, you know, now yeah. there's just so much being thrown at them and they do not know who they are and their it's parents true. are working and they're busy and they don't get the attention, you know, they're yeah. looking for it. And so, so that to know that there's a place that they can go, you yeah. know, and, and feel that and, and it's Jesus that they're learning about and it's Jesus that's going to show them who they are. That's amazing. Yeah. They, they have so many voices, like you said, especially nowadays, so many voices telling them that they can be so many other things. Yes. And Jesus just wants them to know you are a son or a daughter to right, me. Right, right. And everything flows. That one piece of our identity that I believe is just missing from, I mean, the whole world, my goodness. But there's, but nowadays, especially there's so many voices saying, well, you can be this and you can be that. And it's, and it's confusing. And it's this broad spectrum of, of who am I? Exactly. So like, you know, they, they, they even question what, you know, before we just question, you know, what we were going to do when we grew up or, you know, who we yeah. were going to like. And now they're wondering if they're a boy or if they're a girl or right. yeah. do they like yeah. boys or do they, you know, I just like, I just, yeah. wow. I mean, to be able to get kids to come to church and be there for Christ and, and find yeah. out what their purpose is, that's, that's really something, you know, it is. yeah, that's Wow. So through all this, have you seen other doors of opportunities, maybe in the schools and other environments to open for you guys to go in and minister? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we were able to do the, uh, the baccalaureate, um, which is like the, the, the ceremony for graduating seniors this past year at, at two schools now, you know, now's Brandywine. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good. You know, yeah. People across the country, but, um, but where I was, I mean, I was able to go in and speak and share this very testimony to say, Hey, you know, no matter what you go through in life, there is an answer to the pain. There's an answer to the, you know, all the, 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 the suffering and things. And there's purpose in your life. There's a plan for your life. Don't give up all those kind of things to be able to openly share the gospel. Um, and I mean, that was the public school systems there. And, and we've been able to partner with, there's, there's some great churches around our area that we're, we're be able to, to partner with that are very, very active, um, with outreaches, especially to, to the high schools, to the younger generations that, that put on events monthly, you know, that are open to the public. And, and, you know, there's always that call to, to relationship with Jesus, you know, call to salvation. And, and, um, but it, it definitely has, it definitely has opened up. I mean, wow. I mean, we've only been here about a year and a half, which I mean, it feels like forever, but it's, it's just a blip <laughs> of time. Um, but, yeah. but, you know, that's really exciting. You, you, you give us our, your testimony. You tell us, you know, where you were, you know, you're, t- you're admitting all your 
dirty, you're throwing all your dirty laundry out there, you know, and, but God, because of that, he is able to use you in ways that he never would have been able to, if, if that wouldn't have happened in your life, you know, because that's true. That's really awesome. I mean, if you think about it, it's encouraging to people who have a past or have a story, you're never done, you know, you're never, you're never too far away from God. That is true. Wow. I'm glad you shared that. That was really awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. We just had a guest speaker. You guys know him, Nick the Greek. Nick yes. yes, love Nick. He, he has that line of, he turned my scars to stars. That's right. Yes. And he's under new management. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were you able, was he able to go into some of the schools while he was there? Yeah, he spoke to, I think it was just, just around 400 students at a local school just sharing his wow. testimony. And, and that's really and, funny because I remember when he was younger, now he's like a grandpa and he's in oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> These oh, kids you know, are listening you know, to him. He's still trucking. He's still trucking. Yeah, he's so. still going after it. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, still has yeah. that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you'll have to let us know when you write your book because I want a copy of yes. it. I got to get it get it signed and we'll give you a nice plug on Amazon or wherever you decide to sell it. So. Yeah. And you know what's really exciting is to see that God is moving yeah. all over the country. Not You know, you get so focused on your little, your little area. Yeah. You know, I was so excited when I came to Missouri because it's a small youth group, but everybody is so open to praise and worship, sure. you know, they're all, on the, they're all at the altar and I'm thinking, wow, you mean kids actually want to go to the altar? You yeah, know, so it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Genuine. I, so. That's what, I mean, really quick, that's what we're, we keep, we want to minister to the, the, this church here in Niles is just like that thing of looking out, you yes. know, you're not alone. You're not the only one reaching out. You're not the only one, you know, stirring up trouble for the kingdom, you know, exactly. You, you, whether it's from California to, you know, I, I reference, you know, Things all the time, whether it's the call or the send, you know, with, you know, Bethel or Hillsong, whatever yes. it is that there's movements of worship going through our nation. And like I said, and, and it's it's not just a club, it's not just a fad, but that authenticity that these, that this generation's hungry for. Yeah. Chasing after they God. Run to it. They run to it. Yeah. That is, that is really, I'm excited. I wasn't, I was excited before, but no, this gets me <laughs> more really excited. excited now. <laughs> well, Pastor Jacob Whitaker, thank you so much for joining us today on Grace Point Daily with Greg and Kelly. That uh, website, once again, is MichianaChristianEmbassy.com. And there's the sermons tab on there. I would highly recommend that. The October 13th The October 13th sermon. one especially. That's that was, that was great. That was mine right there. So. <laughs> Pastor Jacob Whitaker. And, bro, I mean, it's I'm just, I'm honored that you would have me on here. I mean, I'm just a punk kid, you know what I'm saying? No, you're big time now. You're big time punk. You were a punk kid, and then God took you, and look where you are now. <laughs> hey, I got I to gotta just share this funny little thing. My most memorable memorable uh, event with Pastor Jacob Whitaker is when he was in the youth group and we had the youth over at our house for a swim party one time and our dog just decided to go psycho and oh, chase Pastor like Jacob him. and he, she chased him into the swimming pool. You Do you remember, remember that? that? Mean little white oh, dog. Yeah. Well, don't, she's dead. <laughs> She died. Aww. So you don't have to worry about that. So if we have you over sometime, you know, you won't get chased by anything. That just brought me some closure to know. <laughs> well, thank you so much, bro. We'll be talking Aww. to you soon, man. Definitely. That sounds good. Thanks so All much. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Pastor Jacob Whitaker. What an awesome young man of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Grace Point Daily with Greg and Kelly. We will talk to you next time. 